0: I listen to 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 Welcome back, thinkers. How y'all doing today? It's your boy, DeVille D.I., Thoughts by DeVille D.I. Podcast. As always, I'm here to bring you and introduce you to another awesome person, entrepreneur, author. And I'm excited about this one because this is a a young lady. So anytime that I see I run across young people that are already uh, pushing forward into entrepreneurship and, and content creation, it gets me excited. It gets me going. But before we get into that, I want to remind you, if you haven't, make sure you go over to Instagram and Twitter and follow me at D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I. Now, there's another thing I want you guys to do because some of y'all are missing out. I had a great interview last week with Joe Baglia. I'm probably butchering his name, but (laughs) we discussed his book, Make America Good Again. I know y'all like DeVille, DeVille, what's going on here? Relax, I'm going to tell you. It's not what you think. Joan is uh, uh, giving his perspective on how we can use Christian values or whatever faith that you practice, but to use your values to bring back morality into our society to make America good again. I know you probably threw you off with the title, but sometimes you can't. They say you don't judge a book by the cover. Check out that interview, and you, I'm pretty sure you know uh, you'll enjoy it. But today we have with us an author, you know, spoken word a, a, a entrepreneur, and she's only 19 years old. Am I correct? Nin- it's 19, right? Yes, 19. 19 years old, Antonio Williams. How you doing today? Hi, I'm
1: good. How about you?
0: I'm great, man. I'm glad we finally got the link up. It took us a minute to yes. coordinate. <laughs>
1: right
0: hey it's like that. it's like that sometimes you know if you got when you run across people that have a lot of time on their hands they probably <laughs> aren't doing anything so yeah i completely understand sometimes you have to you know mix things up and yes. uh, reschedule so um now that we got here here today before we get into your work i want to give the people a chance we like to give the people a chance to kind of get to know who we're talking to especially when we run into someone that's doing the things like you're doing at the age that you're doing, because I feel like it could be motivational or motivational or inspirational to somebody else out there who has these ideas and, and has to, you know, they're ready to make that jump, but they feel like, maybe I'm moving too fast. So tell us right. a little bit uh, about yourself.
1: Okay. Yes. So hello everyone. My name is Antonia Williams. I'm a three times published author, a spoken word artist, a model, and an entrepreneur. Um, and my three books are titled Answers from God, Call of Me, and I'm Flossum. And I own a Woken Voice t-shirt line, Miracles Defense Pack, and I'm Flossum Collection.
0: Awesome. So where are you from?
1: Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Born and raised? Yes. Okay.
1: So Born and raised.
0: What was your experience like growing up in Atlanta, Georgia?
1: Um, Actually... We were homeless for about two years. Me and my family is six of us, uh, my mom had six kids. So I was around the age of like, let's see, five or six years old. Um, I don't remember a lot, but I do remember us being homeless and stuff. And it was kind of rough and all that stuff. Um, grew up, my mom was a single mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was really just rough. Um, but after a while, my mom, my mom kind of groomed me into following her into her footsteps. And so I would go to community uh community events with her, whether she would speak or do community service. And then that's what started getting me into what I'm doing now. But um overall it was it was a you know a experience to to have.
0: Man, that's that's gotta be um rough. Yes. So um how did that how did that did that affect like your outlook on life? Because some people Um, cause I come from a, a, uh, impoverished community myself Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people get their self stuck into a mindset of, you know, this is just what it is. This is just as far as I'm going to go. Did you ever experience any of that or how did you avoid, uh, getting into that mindset?
1: Yes. Um, so no, I've never experienced none of that. Uh, my mom always told us that we can rewrite our story. And that's exactly what we did. You know, we're all, all six of us are doing great things, awesome things. Um, and, but I just, we had love in my family. Mm-hmm. So that love really pushed us to, you know, keep going. The love for my mother. Uh, she really motivated us to do great things. She believed in us and stuff. So I'm glad and blessed that we did have that. Cause a lot of people don't have that um, in their families. So I just, and then I follow, I found out my passion, which is speaking and stuff. So I started going to school events. I started being to clubs and stuff, and that kind of made me want to pursue more into it, and it made me push myself even harder.
0: How did you realize that passion? Like, what Um, that moment when you realized, like, this is is it right here?
1: I don't know. I mean, I started at 12 years old. My first competition was the SCLC Youth Oratorical Contest, and I won first place. Um, After that, I just...
0: Can you kind of explain to us that don't know what that competition is?
1: Oh, yes. So the Southern Leadership Conference, um, I believe I'm saying it right, they're basically – it was for the youth. It was a youth contest, and what you – the topic was um, changing the community, Mm -hmm. changing – stopping the violence, stopping the youth violence and stuff. And so that was my topic, and uh, it was about six of us in each round or whatever. And so I won first place with that, and then after that, my – my whole topic of conversation or speaking would be about community or it'd be about nonviolence, or even be about history. That's mainly what most of my spoken word pieces are about.
0: So it was like a, um, a spoken word competition. Or was yes. It, okay. Okay. I wasn't yes. sure if it was that or if it was like a debate or something.
1: Oh no. Yes. So it was, it's basically like a speaking competition. Okay, cool. A cool. Speech, Yes,
0: man, that's, uh, I don't, you said at 12 years old,
1: Yes, at twelve
0: years hey, old. Look, I could barely remember my Easter speech at twelve years <laughs> old, so I definitely <laughs> wasn't getting up in front of a crowd to to speak on a topic. Man, that takes a whole lot of gall right there. You know,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> it started getting into um into my speaking and stuff, and then when my spoken word that came about my ninth, my ninth grade year in high school and my motivate I'm mean, not my motivation my inspiration was Ernestine Johnson. I'm not sure if you heard of her. I haven't. Have you heard? Her? You haven't. Yeah, you know, she's a she's a great spoken word artist and her piece, um, Not the Average Black Girl, that caught my eye and I just instantly remembered that in about 3 days. And after that, I just that was my first piece that I remembered. So I, you know, I kept saying that at events and stuff at my school talent show and then after that I just started writing my own.
0: Hey, so at, at what age did you write your first book? 15. 15. Man. Yes. You're <laughs> You're way ahead of the curve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Listen. At 15, we're not even going to talk about it. But that's, <laughs> that's why I felt like once um, I was introduced to you, I felt like it was important to get you on. To, right. um, You know, because there are a lot of young women and men right now that are just kind of lost. They're just kind of floating around, going with the flow. And yeah. that's kind of where I was at that age, so I definitely was like, "Yeah, we gotta get her home." I've had one other author that was nineteen years old, and she was just amazing too she's she's out nice. there. I was talking to her about the um couple of weeks back and i'm talking, i was i'm trying to I was trying to line up some things with her. And she was to get pictures and things. She was like, oh, my bad. I'm, I was out here protesting. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we was out here marching. And I was <laughs> like, oh, OK, OK. And she's, um ah, I forget her ethnicity. I know it's like, uh, I know it's, she's Asian, but I'm not. I don't want to
1: yeah, yeah mislabel
0: her. I know she's Asian, though. And she was just like, yeah, we got out here marching, protesting. Then I was like, really?
1: <laughs> well, that's good, yes. Yeah. So,
0: tell us about your, uh, your latest work right now.
1: Uh, so, my latest work, I just published my first children's book. It's titled I'm Flossum." And so, I, uh, from getting love, a lot of love and support from that, I created the I'm Flossum" collection, which includes mm-hmm. my children's book, uh, Picture Me Self-Affirmation Cards, the I'm Flossum" bookmark, and then the um, I'm Flossum" Youth t-shirts.
0: Awesome. So, give us a little bit. About of explanation of what flawsome is.
1: Yes. So the definition flawsome is an individual who embraces their flaws and knows they're awesome regardless. So I created this um, children's book to give those, not even just kids, peers, pe- people my age, um, adults, mm-hmm. that regardless of your flaws, you are still awesome. You know, regardless of who, regardless of your insecurities, you don't have to feel bad because, you know, you look this certain way or you don't you don't have this certain type of, you know, look about yourself. So, I wanted to give those like you you can have the confidence still and still where your flaws good, you know? So, that's why the book is about 10 kids who talks about their flaws and insecurities as well as how they learn to love and overcome them because regardless of their flaws, they are still awesome. And there's so many people, you know, suffer with insecurities and it's bad because it's like your your flaws do not define you. They do not yeah. define you at all. They're just a part of you. So, um, yeah, so I created that and I wanted, to, I wanted people to get a message from it that, you know, I can still be me regardless of how I look. I can still be me regardless of what people say about me. I can still be me and I can, and I can be free with it.
0: Yeah. So, what, now, Was there something in particular that you saw or that, that happened around you or in your life that motivated you or made you recognize, made you particularly recognize the need for this uh, type of education?
1: um me personally I have my flaw what I think my flaw is a crooked smile you know I have braces now but I've suffered uh with a lot of insecurities about my my smile and stuff and so you know my mom she she talks about her um her um I'm sorry what's up she talks about her eye she has a lazy Mm -hmm. eye so you know I had to I I felt like there was a need to write this book to say you're still beautiful You're still handsome. You're still amazing. You're still wonderful. You're still strong. All these good affirmations that you still are, regardless of your flaws. And it was personally for me, this book has really, you know, given me a better outlook on loving myself more and and accepting myself more, more of who, for who I am, regardless of, you know, my insecurities or regardless of my flaws that I have.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times the things that worry us the most and that we perceive as our flaws, a lot of times, nobody else even notices. or yes, that's true. Somebody else may look at what you consider your flaw and see it as beautiful. They might say, you know, they might love that the way that you're, you know, you got right. the little chip in your tooth or, or you know, a little mole under your eye, whatever. Right. And we, I think we, I think we are our most harsh critics. Yes. You know, um, we recognize and we see things about ourselves that, like I said, people aren't even paying attention to. I criticize myself a lot about my weight because it fluctuates. So I can go from being, you know, super muscular in the winter to a little pudgy looking guy in in five (laughs) or six months. And it's like, what? Every time it happens, it's like, bro, why are you doing this to yourself? (laughs) But I had to realize too, that I was really, I was really doing it because it was something that I wanted versus you know how other people are looking at me. because nobody else I'm around people every day and nobody else made you know makes any comments yeah. or says anything. It's not like oh man you got fat. Well you know in our community that's considered a greeting when you right. bump into someone you hadn't seen in a while. Oh you got fat. But other than <laughs> that, other than people, like, around me, my close friends and relatives and stuff, nobody else paid any attention. was like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But in my head, it's like when the moment that I noticed I gained some weight, it's like, okay, everybody's staring at me now because I'm fat.
1: Nobody, <laughs> nobody even
0: cares.
1: Exactly. That is true.
0: So um, where, can, where can they find your book?
1: Yes. So um, it's available on my website, dot i'm one, and it's also available on amazon
0: cool cool now tell us a little bit about that flawless collection
1: yes so uh the picture me self affirmation cards those uh affirmation cards are specifically uh aiming towards african-american children mm-hmm. you know because there's so many especially nowadays we need to uplift you know black children we need to uplift you know our culture and stuff and so these affirmation cards are a set of 20 and these affirmation cards will, I believe, that will build um, a child's self-confidence, that will build that they can, you know, that they they can be somebody in life, that they will make it in life. Um, and there's so many people that talk down on us and they, everyone else is thinking we won't make it. We won't do this. So we need to be able to uplift each other. We need to be able to. Um, Tell, tell ourselves that we can do it. We need to be able to wake up every day and say, I am strong. I am beautiful. And continuously do that and put into our minds and stuff that this is us and this is who we will be and who we will become. Um, so that was that. That's the picture me self affirmation cards. And then yeah. I have the I'm blossom bookmark. Um, yeah. It has a chant on the front. Oh, were you going to say something?
0: Yeah. I want to just take a step back Okay. to the affirmation cards because um, I like to it, this is just one of my personal things. I like to make sure that the listener catches gotcha. what, you're, what you're pitching, right? Gotcha. And you know, we have to realize too that everybody's not, not, not educated on the same level, not as a diss. but mm-hmm. you know, just to be clear, explain right. to the people what an affirmation card is.
1: Yes, so um, affirmation card is basically a saying that you can tell yourself on a daily, whether it's in the morning, throughout the day, or either at night before you go to bed. And so it's basically like a simple saying as, I am strong, mm-hmm. I am beautiful, I am powerful. And so, if you continuously say that in your mind, it, it, you know, it, I'll say that it, how can I say this? If you continuously say it in your mind, it gets instilled into you mm-hmm. that that is who you are.
0: And it so- It's part of your thought process.
1: Right, exactly. And I think it's very essential, especially for black children, because so many of us are looking down. They think we're statistics. They think we're this. They think we're that. And so we need our children to be able to grow up and say, you know, like having it still in their mind that I am who I am. Like I said before, Mm -hmm. and it's it's very needed. It's very needed.
0: Yeah, it's like that. It's like that saying people have. If you you wake up in the morning and you say you have a good day, you're going to have a good day or you wake up and you say you're going to have a bad day, either way you're right because you set the tone and you've called upon that, that energy to yourself. If you walk out the house saying the day's going to suck, your day is probably going to suck because you're looking right. for the sucky things of the day. But when you use those affirmations, you know, I'm smart. I got this. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to get into this school. I'm going to, when you start to coach yourself up, it does exactly. make a difference all in it. And, it all st- starts with you mm-hmm. changing the way that you think, you know, if you want to change the way that you live, you want to change the situation it all starts with the way you think. So, exactly. I think that's dope. So we got the affirmation cards, we got the bookmarks. What else you got going?
1: We got the, um, and then the I'm Flaw- on the back of the bookmark, it has the I'm Flossom chant. And it goes like, you have to say it with a partner, but since I don't got a partner, I'm going to say it. Um, I'm flossom. Me too. I'm flossom. And cool, I'm um, awesome. That's true because your flaws do not define you. So it's a small little chant, but you know, it's it's nice. My niece and nephew mm. they remembered it in like three minutes. It's catchy, yeah. So that's that. And then you have the I'm t shirt, you know, to wear, say that you're flossing and whatnot. And then, um, and that's that. So it's the book, the bookmark, the affirmation cards, and the t shirts.
0: Now, it, all of this is available um, on your website?
1: Yes, it is. Okay, okay.
0: So, as far as your like you're speaking, uh, do you have anything coming up? I know during this epidemic, you know, a lot of things are shut down. Or So, do right. you have anything speaking or engagements or anything coming around or anything virtual you might have going on?
1: Yes. Actually, I'll be having, a um, since I can't go out to events to do spoken word, I'll be having a Facebook Live spoken word uh, my my spoken word artist name is a walking voice mm-hmm. so I'll be doing that on Facebook this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern and so I'll be doing three of my original pieces and also a bonus piece at the end
0: okay what's that what's, what's that page for the people and, to know?
1: yes Antonia M.F. Williams
0: y'all make sure that y'all check that out yeah now so um how how did you come about? I'm interested in how did you come about putting all of this together because this is a lot.
1: Yes, <laughs> did,
0: you, did you work on this by yourself? Did you have a team behind you? Like, how did you put all this together?
1: Um, so my mom, she's my biggest supporter, she's, she, she's basically like my mentor, I'll say, mm-hmm. and um, she really helped me flourish things together, she really helped me you know, get everything on track and stuff. So with my books, she inspired me to write my books. Um at fifteen years old I came to her and I was like, Mom, I wanna write a book. You know, at first I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little um I wasn't consistent and mm-hmm. and I wasn't um like, you know, I just wasn't disciplined enough to stay on it. And so after a while she was like, You came to me I ain't finna waste my time now. You are gonna either do this, you're gonna do it or not and I was like, you know what, I do wanna I do wanna write a book. So it took a week to write. And I got it done. I got it done. Then a year later, I wrote my second book, It's From God. And um, I've just been promoting those two books. I chilled a little bit for writing books. Then I came back this year uh, to write my children's book. And so with my Awoken Voice t-shirt line, my t-shirt line is to give speakers, poets, activists something to wear that speaks volume about themselves. And so that came from me doing spoken word. I was like, you know what? I want to start a t-shirt line to kind of you know, something, some nice, cool designs and stuff. So when people go out to their speaking engagements or whatever, they can wear it. And so that's how I started that. Um, Miracles Defense Pack. I believe that safety is important nowadays, especially in Atlanta. There's a lot of sex trafficking going on. And so I wanted to create something that people can wear on their person to, you know, be able to protect themselves, whether they're walking at night, even if they're car and they get hijacked or something in that nature, they can have something to protect themselves. So that includes, uh, um, it includes a pocket knife, self-defense stick, pepper spray, a flashlight. And then on the side, I added a small size Jergens lotion and chapstick, you know, just to have. But, and that's how that came about because I talked so much about, um, you know, safety. I talked so much about society and um, being safe and just everything with violence and all that stuff. So that's how that came about. And then, like I said, with my own um, flossing collection from my book, I decided, you know what? I haven't I haven't I looked it up. There's no children's book that's the title I'm Flossom or Mm Flossom. So I was like, let's create a brand for it. And so that's how I did that. And that's just just been on the road, staying consistent and stuff and following in my path. That
0: the the defense pack, I think that is super dope. And yes, we need more of that type of stuff pushed out. I feel like our community, when I say our community, I mean, you know, the black and brown community. Right. We That's one area that we tend to neglect is mm. personal defense and even like home defense. That's something that we tend to stray away from. But I've always been big on that because when I was probably five or six, I was outside playing in my yard and someone came up and snatched me and drove off mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, it turns out to be a friend of my mom's who was right. playing a joke but the the trauma that led from that you know the p s t d that led from that
1: right
0: made me i've all my life i've been weary of people and i've been weary of my surroundings and things like that and so defense has always been a big thing with me and i've almost i've almost been robbed twice in Atlanta but both Mm. of them were prevented because like you said like I said being aware of what's going on around me I saw it coming before it got there so we do need to educate ourselves more on defense uh especially when we're out and about and you know you can't it's just something that we can't ignore especially with all the sex trafficking going on and then you know nowadays uh, uh you know you got the the uh, the uh i don't even know what you would call them but you know all these racial events that are happening you know the,
1: exactly you know, yep the, exactly. Uh, barbecue yep.
0: Becky's and air, all these type of people who are, who are attempting to police civilians who are attempting to police us right without any real reason or motivation to be Interacting with us in an aggressive manner, like um, the the case with uh Ahmaud Arbery, where he's out there jogging, and that's why uh I encourage you know people around me. I I just had my girlfriend; she just went out and, and got armed and got licensed because she goes out and jogs and watch walks the dog. Yeah. Like, look, you can't, you know. Now I've I have. <laughs> Uh, evidence to go along with what I've been telling you can't just be out here thinking because we live in a nice neighborhood and, you know, everybody seems to be friendly that you could just go jogging and walking exactly, around and, yeah. and nothing's going to happen. That's, that's real important. I'm glad that you put that together and um definitely going to help you promote that and see if we can't make that bigger.
1: Yes. Thank you, you know,
0: so, um, there's a question Okay. that i that i ask everybody that comes on my show in one shape or form or another so to someone out there who's listening right now if someone walked up right now and they said hey look i see what you're doing with your books you know your clothing line you know defense packets and all of this stuff and i'm trying to do whatever they're trying to do, doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but it's like, it's just, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give that person?
1: Okay. So, um, so the advice I would give them for, for, let's see, for writing a book, I self publish, So I self-published with Kindle Direct Publishing. I'm saying it again, Kindle Direct Publishing, they're a self-publishing company. And you can publish with them for free. Everything is free. You get the ISBN number free. Copyright is free. Everything. The only thing you'll pay for is probably someone to edit your book. Um, and, you know, when you order author the copies, that's it. So start there if you would like to write a book um, for a t-shirt line. Just either you can um, buy your own prints and press. They have some on Amazon. where Or you can, you know, find someone who does print on demand. And that you can start from there. Um, and as far as like, I guess, speaking out or anything, get into clubs or get into Toastmasters, things like that, or, you know, join local speaking clubs, speaking groups and stuff. And, you know, that's how you can get into it. And of course, there's always people who can help you through those things. I can, you know, I don't know much, but from my experience, I can, you know, I'm sure, I can, I'll be sure to share some tips and knowledge and stuff like that in that nature.
0: Hey look, don't don't sell yourself short. You know something for you to for you to have come this far at the age of nineteen. You know.
1: You yes. know what's
0: going on now. Don't 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 play yourself. You got it. Know what's going on. Right. But right. um Toastmasters, did you join Toastmasters?
1: No, but I'm actually um into the process of joining them.
0: Yeah. So Cause I've had somebody for the past three years been trying to get me to join Toastmasters in regards to my job, because I do, even on my, my nine to five, I do interviews. I do interrogations and this guy was just always, you know, you need to take Toastmasters. You should take Toastmasters. And I think we always felt like with him, it was just more of because of uh, uh, what's a politically correct way to say it because I'm kind of urban
1: Gotcha. So, okay.
0: so in, in meetings and in interviews, I know how to, I know how to present myself. I know how to speak, but right. it's not like, I don't try to hide the fact that I don't look or don't talk like this. And it's like, Hey, look, these, <laughs> the, the, the stats came down <laughs> as quarter and
1: right, right. <laughs>
0: I'm like, look, (laughs) stats came down from last quarter. We up 25%. You know, it's the same thing, (laughs) but certain people view it as, oh, you you should be a little bit more polished. And I always feel like that's what he was trying to say. It's like, you're you're a little too too rough around the edges. I'm like, hey, it gets the job done the same way.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: When you come with stats and correct information, people have to accept it no matter how you presenting. It's not like I would walk up there like, hey dog, you know, twenty five percent we up. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. And walk out the room, you know. But I was that's what I was just it caught my attention when you said that I was wondering if you had any experience with that.
1: No, no. Yeah. And and I um I thought about that too, like uh joining those type of uh groups and stuff or organizations. They I was thinking if They'll try to change the way your, you know, your tone of speaking and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's still the same thing. They just want you to be so. I say I wouldn't say white, but you know, more like you said, urban, and, and yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I don't know what to call it. Either. It's it's definitely not white because all white people don't speak you know with the you know, so, so how you doing bob this is <laughs> right yeah. all white people don't speak like that but it's just yeah. this whole you know uh, uh i call it the, the corporate voice it's like they, they a lot of people want you to have that corporate voice mm, yeah. all the time and it's like no nobody really talks like that no exactly talks like that i respect the guy more if he came up and he was just you know a country hick yeah we're gonna yeah, him, him. if his information is <laughs> good if his data's good i don't care what he sounds like yeah right data. so i got another question if you know um if you want to get into it if you don't you know just say this. you don't it's cool like okay being from atlanta how what do you think about all everything that's been going on lately with the protest and the you know, the people are bashing on Keisha Lance Bottoms for her decision and then, you know, Kemp is kind of going back and forth with her and they're just trying to sue her for telling people to wear a mask and what do you, what do you think about all this commotion that's been going on in Atlanta for the past couple of weeks?
1: I think, you know, so many people are saying Keisha Lance Bottoms is trying to act like the mother of Atlanta they're saying, well, we have a mother and stuff. We don't need you to be a mother. We need you to be a mayor. I feel like um, she probably can't just make people wear masks, but I think it is necessary. I mean, even if you don't have COVID, or even if you mm. aren't really, your immune system is stronger than others, I still believe that you need to think of others. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing of um being mindful of other people. Like, you don't know what other people may experience. You don't know what other people health reasons and stuff like that. So I feel like, just wear the mask. Just wear the mask. I know yeah. it's hot. Sometimes I feel like I can't breathe in it, but you know, you still wear it just to make sure. You just never know. And COVID is real. I've seen. There's a lot of people have died from it and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you, you, we all are seeing results. We all are seeing what's happening out here. So why not, you know, follow the rules and stuff? And then the governor, he's trying to sue. I don't, I, I don't like that part. But I'm, <laughs> I i do not know about that part. Um, it's just, it's just crazy out here. You know, so many people they don't want to follow the rules. So they're thinking it's a. It's a government scam and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It may be. It may be. But like I said, we're seeing people in broad, they like dying from, it. you know, we're seeing yeah. people on social media who's coming to us with red eyes and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. all the symptoms they're saying they're having.
0: I have someone personally right now that has it right now. Like, I know for a fact they have it right now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: so. I don't know what you think. What
0: do you think about it? Cause it's just weird because I get at one point where like he he was saying how the that uh, the uh, like a city or whatever cannot establish any I guess you call it an ordinance or whatever any mm-hmm. rules. We'll just I'll just use the term rules for my lack of knowing the proper term. You can't yeah. make a rule that'll be hard for a city that's harsher than what the state is doing.
1: So yeah. it's
0: basically like saying, "You're if mom says that you guys got to go to bed at nine o'clock and you can't have any snacks after seven, then you can't come in and say you guys are going to bed at seven thirty and no snacks after five because right. you want that." That's kind of what he was saying at one point. The whole lawsuit thing. I don't get. I yeah. don't get it at all. I don't understand why people. Don't want to wear the mask. I mean, when it's it's clear that there is viral infection going around. Yeah, seriousness of it. I've known so far. I know around four or five people that have had it. Now, when okay. it comes to that end, all of them were fine. One one of my friends lit up in New York. He he got it. His wife had it. His two kids had it. The kids were so fine wow. after like two days. They were running around the house, having a great time. The um the wife recovered before he did. You know, he was down the longest. And he, he said that having the flu hit him harder than the COVID did. It's like the thing Ooh. that bothered him about COVID was the the breathing. He had some respiratory issues. It was like He was just afraid that he was going to like wake up in the middle of the night not being able to breathe. But he All was right. like, as far as symptom-wise, the flu hit him harder. Now, the person that I know that is closest to me that have it has it. They were down for real like a day. It kind of was gradual. You know, well, I got a runny nose. Okay, whatever. Then yeah. you know, I think I got a cold. And then that third day, it was like full blown fever. Sent home from work. I can't go anywhere. I'm quarantined. And then the next day, it was literally like I feel fine, but you know I'm quarantined, so I'm just gonna do. quarantine thing but i feel i'm good i'm not hungry but and my taste is a little off but as far as the the um symptom symptom wise it's like i feel i feel okay it it was like one horrible day and then i'm good and for the most part i've only known one person like i know some some people who they some people that their children have and they're asymptomatic So the kids were just running around playing, but they tested positive. And I know one person who was just really like, it was the worst thing in my life. I didn't think I was going to make it. So I guess guess it's just a person to person. Everybody's immune system, everybody's body accept things differently. So, you know, you got some people that could catch a cold and be out of work for a week. And you got some people that, you know, Michael Jordan played, Basketball game with the flu and the fever. It's just all about that person's
1: right, yeah.
0: How well they were taking care of themselves before. But I definitely okay. believe you know it's a real thing, and we should be cautious. Um, for the most part, most people that I see are, but it's just certain places that I go. Like I like to shoot, so I go to the gun range, and it will mm-hmm. be literally nobody in there wearing a mask. Just
1: wow
0: go to the, I was up in Smyrna at a gun store, like, um, it's supposed to be like the biggest, I think it's like the biggest gun store in Georgia or the biggest gun store in the world, I don't know, but it's supposed to be, it's this huge gun store. I'm like, nobody, no mask, just everybody chilling. So, I don't get it, but, ah. And then with everything else that's been going on, man, I, I understand, I understand the reasoning behind all the protesting. I understand that some people are angry mm-hmm, and they have yeah. a right to be angry. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the destruction, but I don't believe either that that was part of the protest. Right. Yeah. I believe I personally believe that it's the same with any situation where there's a mass gathering of people. There are going to be people that are going to choose to take advantage of the situation to do whatever ulterior motive that they have doing. And they'll exactly. there's all these people downtown, there's all these people around. Police aren't really doing anything. They can't manage this large group. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go break into the shoe store. Y'all come with me. I'm going to go do this. I'm gonna go. A lot of that was not, I don't feel like was part of the protest. I feel like that was, that the protest was kind of infiltrated by mm-hmm. some people that just had their their own reason behind their own reason behind the actions that they're gonna take or you know. But that's yeah.
1: true, yeah.
0: So I don't want to hold you up all day, but I really <laughs> appreciate appreciate you talking to me today, man. Um, yes. before you yes. get out of here, go ahead and, and, and shout out your, your website, your social media pages and everything so that people can find uh this flossum and this flossom clothing line, this defense package. Go ahead and, and shout yourself out one more time.
1: Got you. Um, so, again, everyone, my name is Antonia Williams. I'm on Facebook at Antonia MF Williams. Um, Instagram at Awoken Voice. I'm Flossum with two E's. Uh, my website is www.I'mFlawsome.one. Also, AwokenVoice.com. And you all can go on there, support me, contact me, and um, get connected with me.
0: Awesome. So, as always, I love Each and every last one of y'all that tune into this show. And I appreciate you. Y'all make sure y'all go check this young lady stuff out. I mean, how can you not? Did you just hear what we were talking about? (laughs) Flossal. This was flossal. Right. So we're going to get out of here. Till next time. Y'all have a great day. See y'all later. Peace.
1: Peace.